Next on BYU Sports Nation, home sweet home. BYU Hoops wins two straight in Provo. Is playing at home the answer for the Cougars? We'll ask head coach Dave Rose. BYU and Utah football extend the series. We'll tell you how long. And BYU football will need a new offensive line coach for the Utes. Why is this maybe a good thing for BYU? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Monday, January 14th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Studio B Postmaster Jerem Jordan. What is a postmaster? I don't even know. He's in charge of the post office, Jerem. Oh, of the post office? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that still exists. Thank goodness for the uh, U.S. Postal Service. Stamp prices are going up. They are. So it's 50 right now. We learned this last week because I said going I don't up know again. How stamp is. It's going up. They're going up again. So it's going to cost you a little bit more if you want to mail it in. Is it? <laughs> All I know is I crushed it this weekend. Yeah, I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. It's now a competition. It's now a competition in our and one picks. It's always been a competition. Here's today's show lineup. Head coach Dave Rose will join us in studio in 15 minutes to recap BYU's six-point hard-fought win over Santa Clara. What will it take for his team to get well and play well on the road this week, starting at Pepperdine, always a tricky place? Don't call it a comeback, but as we mentioned, Jerem Jordan makes a move in the and one picks and is being in second place right now. In West Coast Conference men's basketball, a big deal or no deal? We debate that in 40 minutes. But first, some breaking news. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. Good news, rivalry fans. BYU and Utah football announced they have extended the football series two more games through the 2024 season. The newly announced games are set for September 16, 2023 in Provo and a return trip to Salt Lake City on September 7th 2024 each of the future six games now scheduled to be played in either august or september so that november game last year obviously was a one-off type of thing what do you think uh i will share more of my thoughts coming up as we discuss but uh i i really like it uh as the first game i really do the very first game mm-hmm. love it the, because the build then up we can in come the off the yes the build-up in the offseason yeah. It's hard to beat that. It's awesome. We now present the rest of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball beats Santa Clara 80-74 on Saturday night. The Cougars are now 11-8. Yoli Childs led all scores with 27 points. Yoli left alone up top. That's a dangerous place to be left alone for Childs. He's hit 16 threes. It's typically a dangerous place whenever he has the ball in his hands on the offensive side of the floor. BYU now second in the West Coast Conference behind only Gonzaga, but the Cougars have two enormous road games this week. Cougars in the NFL had a weekend for the Saints. Taysom Hill had a tackle and two carries for eight yards, including a fourth down conversion on a fake punt. He did have a TD pass until it was called back because of holding. Come on! 20-14 win over the Eagles for the Saints. Kyle Van Oy had four tackles and a deflection in a 41-28 Patriots win over the Chadges. Michael Davis had five tackles for the Bolts. And Daniel Sorensen had three tackles in a 31-13 Chiefs dominating win over the Colts in the snow. And, and Kansas City 
won that home game for the first time in 24 Hallelujah. years in the playoffs. Congratulations, Very Jason cool. Shepard and Andy Reid and Daniel Sorensen. And Skylar Halford because his sister married Daniel Sorensen. Yes. So there's your connection. The Halford family as well. How about this? Football Scoop reporting that BYU offensive line coach Ryan Pugh will become the offensive coordinator at Troy University with head coach Chip Lindsey. 2018 marked Ryan Pugh's first season as the offensive line coach at BYU. More on this to come. And last, apparently. And fifth-ranked BYU men's volleyball swept number 14 Ball State Saturday. Boom goes the dynamite. The Cougars hit seven aces. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had 16 kills, three digs, and three blocks. If you don't know Davi Day and Gabby... You need to get acquainted. Oh, I, I love this team, man. Those dudes can ball. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The rivalry rolls on. BYU and Utah extending their football series through the 2024 season. Now six games ahead on the schedule. Jerem, what's your reaction to the news that BYU and Utah have indeed agreed to extend that rivalry series? Expected. Fantastic. I love it. I want this game to be played until the rapture. I really do. I'd prefer it in November because then you look forward to that. And September's always been loaded in independence now for BYU. But I get it with scheduling a team that has a conference and the scheduling logistics surrounding that. So if it can't be in November anytime, maybe the last game, I really liked it this year. I thought that was fun. Then September's fine. And the first game is the best. As of now, in the next six scheduled meetings, they're in the following weeks of the season. One, one, two, one, three, one. Hey, the majority. So, so four of the six are the first week. One is the second week and one is the third week. I really like this. I'm glad that Mark Harlan, the Utah Athletic Director, does not pull a Larry Kriskoviak and cancel it for some faux reason. It's bigger than one person yes. or one athletic director yes. or one coach. It's good for the state. Yeah, it's expected because of what Mark Harlan said right after the game on Twitter. Wow, that was intense. That was fun. The rivalry is awesome. I love it. It's a of fun course game. he said that. It's, maybe it's a good thing BYU lost for that part of it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if BYU won, what are you saying? This is awesome? Well, like, we, maybe not. We had to sacrifice this wish, one game so that we could extend yeah, the series. I wish BYU would have won that game, of course. It's a fun game. It's a Power 5 game for BYU. I know how you have strong opinions on the number of I, Power I 5 teams BYU play, plays. play 12. Like just all twelve, load, just load, load it up. It up. Yeah, load it why up. Not? I do like the logistics that it's easy travel for both teams. Okay, a college football program needs this, especially a team like BYU. When you're going to Foxborough, Massachusetts, and next year BYU is going to go to Tampa, and they're going to go Amherst. Am, yeah, Amherst. Sorry, not Foxborough yeah. next year, but they're going all over the country. Easy travel for both teams, and it's good for college football. We've seen too many rivalries go by the wayside. Like, I don't want to lose another one, especially not this one. Yeah, this one's too close to not to. I mean, you're literally 45 miles away. Let's go. And you've played forever. It's that regional the, the, tie is like, I mean, it's not Duke and North Carolina in terms of distance, but it's that same feeling. Right. Well, that's insane. Like, it's the that, same feeling. Like, that's BYU-Utah Valley. Like, it'd be BYU to Pleasant Grove. Provo to Pleasant Grove is, U- I know. is North Carolina. Crazy. As you uh, saw firsthand one time. Um, but it is exciting because it's how many days away? Mm. Countdown to the youths. 227. A little syncopation. 227. BYU and Utah to kick off the 2019 college football season. First game of the season. How many days uh, until the 2024 meeting? That's the real question. Okay. Okay. Well, you have the software in front of you to figure this out right now. Uh, Don't panic. We're on live television and live radio. What's the date in 2024? 
So it get, September is 16th. September 16th, yes. What's today? Do you remember? Okay. This is okay. television. No, no, that's 20, September 16th, 2023. It's September 7th, 2024. Okay. So that, oh, no, no. Okay. I messed it up. <laughs> We'll get you're bu- to, you're we'll, buckling we'll, under pressure. We'll get to that later. The control room's like, oh, my gosh, what you're are you doing? buckling under pressure. Joey Hoops is sitting at 11-8. and eight. Right now, a lot of people are wondering, what's up with this team? Well, one way to look at it is where BYU's playing and how that has affected things. Mm-hmm. BYU's 9-1 and one at home, 2-7 and seven away from Provo, e. road and neutral. Spencer, is it as simple as home versus road for BYU Hoops this season? Oh, I wish it was. And I know that the record makes it seem that way, but there's more that plays into this. 29 days on the road is brutal. No team should ever have to go a month away from their home floor. I mean, maybe Mississippi Valley State and some of the teams in the SWAC, they they go and do this so that they can fund their programs. But Yeah, we ain't that team. BYU being gone a month was brutal. And quality of opponent is also a huge factor, particularly during that recent road trip. So, no, it's... It's not as simple as just play more games at home. The quality of opponent is a huge factor. And it's crazy to me that the rhetoric of the entire season is totally different. If UNLV doesn't hit a buzzer beater three-pointer and BYU makes some free throws against Illinois State to seal the game on the road, then BYU's 13-6. and six. Mm-hmm. They're 4-5, and five, about 500 away from the Marriott Center. And it's like, uh, yeah, okay, There's, the hope is way higher. But Two, they didn't. I know. That's yeah. what's frustrating. Lo- losers talk about almost. Winners talk about wins. But it's um, that, the it, game is I, delicate. I feel you. The game is delicate. Absolutely. No, I feel you. BYU did not do those things, unfortunately. I think it has everything to do with it. Um, you combine that, though, with the schedule. Okay, who BYU's played at home versus who BYU's played on the road. We talked about this in the offseason, don't you remember? BYU would be calculated in its approach on the schedule. And Dave Rose said Tuesday, we'll talk to Dave coming up in the next segment as well. He said on his show, the Rose Show, that if BYU, BYU felt like if we go 12-3 and with that schedule, that we had a shot if we played well in league to get at least an at-large if they didn't win the league. So that's probably the case, but it ended up being really hard. Um, and, and our stat of the day has everything to do with he, who BYU's played where. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Remember, RPI went away. There's this new NCAA net ranking. Okay, The average net ranking of BYU's opponents at home is 214. Okay. True road, 84. Wow. Huge difference, right? So who that's BYU what I'm is saying. playing the quality, at home versus... The quality of opponents. Yes. Houston has been a tremendous opponent at home. Utah State was a good team. The rest of them were very winnable games. BYU's taking care of business. On the road, it's been a tougher haul. Because the games have been tougher. Yes, the opponents have been tougher, and it's how the schedule was set up. Like, BYU had to play a bunch of these road games in a row. That is not typical. And I know they did it so that they could set up next season. So keep that in mind. Uh, Yeah, next season, you've got some really good opponents. Coming to Provo. Nevada in the Merits is fantastic. You know, at Houston, you get San Diego State here, you get UNLV in Salt Lake. Fantastic. BYU had to go through this crazy, unorthodox stretch so that they could get some home games next season. They chose a really tough kind of Christmas, New Year's break, uh, non-con. But then the league scheduled two road games. BYU doesn't control that part. They only control their own non-conference schedule. So you ended up having five games away. Yeah, and does BYU play a little bit better if they at least get to come home for one game and then they go back out on the road for two? It's just really hard to be gone for that long. According to Football Scoop now, as we transition back to the gridiron, 
BYU offensive line coach Ryan Pugh will be hired at Troy University as the offensive coordinator. Is there any good thing about this for BYU football? Because it's hard to see that. But what do you think? Is, there, is this a good thing in a weird way? Depends on who you're asking. This is like asking the, the boy who got broken up by the girl. Well, is, could this be a good thing that you broke up with Sarah? It depends who replaces Sarah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like if Sarah stunk and was a loser, great. See ya. Good riddance. But if Sarah was awesome in marriage material, hey, it might sting a little yeah. bit. I think Ryan Pugh was a good coach and Absolutely. a good young coach. Okay, I thought that he could grow old with this group, a young offensive line group that only graduated one senior and brought back a lot of guys. So tremendous opportunity for Ryan Pugh. Don't blame him for leaving. I get it. Um, somehow I feel differently about that. Then, like Elijah Bryant and Eric Mika, perhaps those are different situations. But uh, good luck to Ryan Pugh. He was a cool dude. And now BYU needs to replace him. I, I think it depends on who BYU replaces him with. All right. I'm going to try and polish this sea urchin, which is nearly impossible. A sea urchin? Okay. Wow. <laughs> or a porcupine. Let's try and polish the porcupine here. It's good that a, a team and a program wants Ryan Pugh because that means BYU had a good man in position. We've asked this question. If everybody stays, does that mean the staff was really good? Because why weren't they plucked like, for, for better opportunities? He's plucked right? after one year, and he's going back closer to home. It, it hurts. Selfishly, I'm like, no! I love Ryan Pugh. Yeah. I thought he did an amazing job in his first season with the offensive line. I know his guys all bought in. They loved him. They were a high-performing group. They were a young group. And they were getting better. They are moving in the right direction. So, yes, yeah, selfishly, I'm like, no, Ryan, don't go. But I understand the professional move. And, yes, it is a good thing when you have coaches plucked from your staff because that means you have high-performing people in those positions. It is a volatile, transient position. We shouldn't be surprised when a good coach gets taken away. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm with you there. It, it just stinks because – uh, it's great for Ryan, but what I want the most is that BYU is successful <laughs> more than any individual success, right? So good luck to Ryan, but who's, uh, BYU's got to find a guy, and uh, you know it's like three weeks before signing day, and if you're signing some linemen, perhaps that could affect that recruiting. So it happens. We thought the kind of window of coaches being hired was closed, but I suppose it's never actually closed. Good luck to Ryan Pugh as he uh, moves on to Troy yeah, University. Troy. Great guy. Super fun personality, and... Uh, Hopefully, uh, he'll grace us with his presence at least one more time before he takes on his new responsibility. I know he bought a house. So he's got to yeah, sell the house. Yes. When he bought a house, I was like, oh, this oh, guy's he's in. invested. He's, in. he's not renting. Wow. You can't okay. pass. This is a step up, and he's going closer to home. This is a great opportunity for him. Our question of the day centering on a bunch of Cougars in the NFL. Which BYU alumnus is the most likely to win a Super Bowl this year? Time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Team Sudith answers on Twitter, Taysom Hill is by far the most exciting to watch, and we are all in for the Saints at our house, but we know better than to ever count the Patriots out. And Kyle Van Noy, of course. If the Kansas City Chiefs somehow vanquish them, well, one game at a time, hashtag go Saints. It's really exciting because I don't think there's a bad pick. Like, if you told me any of the four are your favorite to win, I'd say, yeah. This is a great setup for next uh, next Saturday and Sunday. I guess next Sunday. Andy Reid, Daniel awesome. Sorensen, Kyle Van Noy, Taysom Hill. 
I mean, just from a football fan's perspective, let alone the BYU. Yeah, really fun. Yeah. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, what does Dave Rose see as the difference between his team at home and on the road? And just how critical are the next four games for BYU basketball? The head coach bringing his swag into Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on BYU TV and BYU Radio as Coach Rose, Connor Harding, and Assistant Coach Tim Lacombe join Greg Rubel to discuss Cougar Hoops tomorrow night, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Reserve your seat for the show in Studio C right now on BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You can listen to BYUSN on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Myriad of ways to do that. Watch the show whenever you want. On demand, BYUSN.com. Our question of the day centering on which BYU Cougar in the NFL is most likely to win the Super Bowl this year. At YFangirl underscore JB answers, likely? Probably Kyle Van Noy, but I really hope we see a Taysom Hill versus Daniel Sorensen Super Bowl this year. I'd be so happy if either the Saints or Chiefs won. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Let's see. So the opening lines, uh, Kansas City by three, New Orleans three and a half. Okay. There you go. So it is a favorite that the Chiefs and Saints will play in the Super Bowl. but Home, home teams. Yeah, home teams winning. Go figure. Uh, you also have an update on the countdown to yeah, oh, uh, the yeah, Utes and Cougars yeah, in 2024. Yeah, it's 2063. Okay. So look forward to that. Get your tickets now. Just add like $35 to the ticket price in 2024. To take in inflation. <laughs> well, don't ask jazz fans about that right now. <laughs> Joining us now in Studio B is the head basketball coach at BYU, Dave Rose, who is a football savant and a sports savant uh, himself. Coach, I know you love Taysom up, Hill. You loved watching him at BYU. What do you think of this run of the BYU Cougars in the NFL? It's pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, the two teams that are favored, what would you say, the Saints and the Chiefs? That means they'll probably both lose. You know? <laughs> right. That's how it works, right? Because, uh, that's just kind of how, uh, how things go, and especially late in the NFL, you know. And and Tom Brady, you know, thinks he told everybody that, um, you know, everybody thinks we suck. Which is <laughs> a hilarious well, soundbite. There, there you go. You know, I think that the, those guys have got, a real incentive to, uh-huh. and all those guys. I mean, they've all been there. That, that means a lot when you start playing those games. You know. Yeah. Did you grow up uh, uh, NFL fan of a Houston Oilers? Team? Yeah. I was a Los Angeles Rams fan when I lived in L.A. and then we moved to Houston. And uh, Bum Phillips was uh, our guy. Okay. And uh, Earl Campbell. Was, Earl Campbell was our, Gift our, our there. about Gift. Gift came and was our quarterback, and then became the newscaster for years. So. Uh, and then since then, just occasionally, mostly my relationship with BYU guys is uh, the NFL. I love watching, uh, you know, the 49ers over the years when Steve Young was playing. So, But, you know, the NFL's a little bit hard because of the, the the Sunday deal. You know, I just I've, I've been to two NFL games in my life. Both of them were exhibition games on Thursday nights, you know, and uh, it's hard to get to an NFL stadium on a Sunday. Yeah. Well, you're also the head coach of a basketball team and have been for a very long time and, and have some other things going yeah. on. Yeah, usually during that time. <laughs> but, you know, Super Bowl Sunday's always been pretty fun, no matter if I was coaching in high school, junior college, or um, or here at BYU. At, uh, it, 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 the one thing is it means that you're re- usually right in the middle of your league schedule, you know, and trying to win a league championship and then trying to figure out a way to 
find out who won that game, you know, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Head coach Dave Rose with us on BYU Sports Nation. Um, congratulations on two big home wins. You were gone for a month. That's a really tough stretch. And we mentioned that you had to do that so you could get some return games next year as you look to ramp up the schedule. But what does playing on the home court after a 29-day spell mean to you in the program? Well, I really felt like our guys responded you know, really well. The first 10 minutes of the Portland game might have been as – as good a you know basketball on both sides of the floor as we've played, we played. I mean, they had four points I think with ten minutes um, left in the half, and and our guys had really dialed in on the defensive end. Offensively, we'd really shared the ball and we were shooting the ball really well. We got it in the spots we wanted. Uh, then we got in a little bit of foul trouble, and lineups got a little bit you know twisted, and and our personnel was you know maybe not what what we were really comfortable with playing. With, and then the next 10 minutes, they came right back at, at us and put a run on us. But uh, really proud of how our guys came out the second half. The difference between playing at home and on the road, uh, you know, in basketball is, is it's really kind of hard to explain unless you've actually experienced it and been through it. And uh, I think that with this year's team especially, um, where we're not as balanced as we've been in the past as far as scoring the ball is concerned, uh, you know, we, we get really reliant on a couple guys. Um, that that causes us issues, you know, on the defensive end of, of who we can play. And and we're, we're just not as good a defensive team on the road as we are at home. And that's what, that's what really needs to change and we really need to improve. You just look at the scores. You can just read them off the page right there of our, the, 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 the points that we give up uh, at teams at, at home and then the, the points that we give up you know, teams on the road, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. The, I mean, it's in the 113, 103, 92, 88, and at home at 67, 50. Uh, I think 76 is the highest. I think Houston scored 76 against us. Santa Clara got 74 the other night. But that's a huge difference. Can you, uh, what's the latest with Josh Hardnett's hand, and when can we expect him to potentially return? Well, the, you know, it's uh, it's all based on kind of protocol now with the doctors, and and I know Jashir really wants to play. You know, he wanted to play on Thursday night and, and suited up, and the doctors basically just shut him down, and <laughs> and that's uh, yeah, that's a tough thing. You know, he it, it hurts. It's really painful. Saturday, he realized that you know he still he he needs to go through this. Uh, this medical protocol, and hopefully, you know, with Rob and, and the, the, the kind of the, the therapy that they can do, physical therapy that they can do, they can they can get him back. But uh, it's it's right in between the two knuckles mm. on his left hand. On his left hand, mm. it's not a good hand mm. to be hurt when yeah. you're left hand dominant guy. So hopefully, we'll get him back as soon as possible. BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose on BYU Sports Nation. You get Pepperdine and you get San Francisco both on the road this week. You find yourself in second place alone in the West Coast Conference. Uh, when you look at what's ahead and where you are in conference, how do you feel overall about how things are going in the West Coast Conference? Well, the, the league is, is much improved, no, no question. I think that uh, you know Gonzaga is probably better than they've been, which is a little bit hard to, you know, to, to explain and believe. Um, and then everybody else in the league, I think, except for St. Mary's. St. Mary's record is probably, well, it's different than it's been. Um, but they went out and played a pretty aggressive uh, preseason schedule, too, to try to not get shut out at the end like they did last year and from the NCAA tournament. So, But San Francisco's better. San Diego's much better with uh, that senior class. They've had some injuries, which has caused them some issues. Um, Pepperdine is a much improved offensive team. 
Um, and they've they've got a couple uh, wins in league this, and, and and a close home loss to San Francisco. I yeah, think three it was points, a three point yep. game. So, I think the and LMU has you know won thirteen or fourteen games to this point. So, it's uh, it's a much improved league, and and I think anytime you go out on the road in any league, but um, you know especially this weekend with these two games, it's uh, it'll, it'll be a real challenge for guys. And and if we can. If we can be consistent offensively and improve defensively, I think we have a chance to win every game we play. Regarding Nick Emery, he's gone through a lot, so it'd be fair to kind of expect it to take a while for him to be himself from the first two years. Is it fair to expect that this season with him? Well, I think with Nick, you know, the conversations that we've had over the, um, especially the last six months, is that Nick is in a position where he just wants to do uh, what he can, whatever he can do to help the team, help the team win. And I, I'm really proud of him on the defensive end. He's he's made some huge defensive uh, strides and made big plays against uh, Pacific late in that game to help us get that road win. And got the free throws as well. And made made yeah. two big free throws. And you know his his offensive game, I think, is he's just still trying to, you know, find how he fits with this team and how he fits with this group. I think he's, you know, he's always been a kind of prolific scorer, and so everyone's expecting, you know, what, what what's going on, what's with Nick, and and he, I think that uh, it's to his credit the way, where he's um, just trying to come in and, and fit in with our group and find ways to help us win. Coach, you handle a lot of things that nobody sees, nobody ever knows about in terms of injuries and roster shakeups and potential roster shakeups. How do you? manage to keep your guys together when you're going through this day-to-day craze of of all the things that nobody sees well our, our guys our guys understand uh you know the challenges each guy understands the challenge because they're all going through it together they're going through it individually and they're going through it together i think the most important thing for me is to try to keep it in our locker room and to keep all the outside noise out and it's really hard when we have everybody wants to know what's going on all the time and you know, it, it, it'd be like somebody, you know, trying to peek out your kitchen window, trying to find out what's going on at the dinner table all the time. And most of the time, you guys probably wouldn't want to know what, uh, let have other people know what's going on out there because it's, it's, it's inside and that's the group. Yeah. And when there are things that need to be announced, the thing that irritated me the most last week was that uh, I made a statement on my show Tuesday evening of what the situation was with this year, and it had nothing to do with the fact that he had left our team. It had to do with the fact that, that he, was, uh, he was going through a tough time and we were working together, and then people just ran with uh, reports that really kind of uh, were, were, were half-truths, not true at all. And if they, if they just listen to what we say and how we report it and wait for situations that run its course, I think it would be a lot easier on these kids. Where are you seeing this team improve the most? Well, I, I think that uh, the, the ability for us to make big plays, okay, uh, winning plays at the end of games, I think that, you know, we got in a tough spot at Illinois State. We thought we had that game won, got away from us. Tough spot at UNLV, thought we had that game, make a big shot late. These, this specific game and this Santa Clara game both came down to one possession games, and we were able to make a big play on the offensive end against Santa Clara, made a big play against on the defensive end against Pacific, and and those are confidence builders for our team. And I think our group will uh, con- continue to build that confidence as we continue to win. T.J. Haas with 15 assists, only two turnovers in the two home wins this last week. Why is he thriving right now? 
Well, I, I think that uh, in the assist category especially is – is there is a real concerted effort on the defensive game plan to take TJ out of our offensive game. And I think that he's, uh, you know, he's a really, he's a great student of the game, just like his brother Tyler was. They spend hours studying things. But I think that uh, TJ has found a way to really be effective, whether he's scoring the ball or whether he's just running our offense. And, uh, I think that'll continue. You know, we we need to be more consistent with, um, you know, in our roster as far as and it doesn't need to be the same guy every game. It just needs to be guys being able to to to, to come and and support us and and to be good. Uh, and and I think that uh, you know our our team can consistently get better if we'll find some consistency in uh, the the kind of the other players, the role players on the team. There are two teams in league you won't play twice. One of those is Pepperdine Thursday, and it's a road game. I thought that was fun that the league scheduled the team that you've lost to four of the last five there. Yeah. Of all the teams, come on. Yeah. So at Pepperdine, at San Francisco, certainly a huge test this week for you guys. Absolutely, and I, I think that Lorenzo's done a, a terrific job. Mostly those names are all the same guys. That That's not really common in our game anymore. You make a coaching change, and usually players, they kind of scatter. He's got that same group of guys that Marty had. Um, and Marty, Mar- Marty had him as a really good defensive team. I think Lorenzo's expanded them a little better, and, and offensively, um, they become quite a, you know, quite an effective team. They had Santa, Santa Clara beat. They had them the whole game. They were ahead the whole second half, and uh, ended up losing that game by a couple. So the two losses they have in league, I think, have been by two points or three points mm. each. And um, so it, that that'll be a real challenge uh, there for us. We need to be. We need to play better in that building than we normally do. And then San Francisco, we played well up there, but they've got probably as good a team as they've had for years, maybe decades, and uh, that'll be a challenge. But we'll tackle this Pepperdine game on Thursday and hopefully get a big win and ride that momentum into Saturday night. All right, Coach, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the road trip. Okay. Okay. Are you coming with us? Um, we, I don't know. Can, we, can we go to Malibu with you guys? <laughs> you got room? Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll go. Sure, yeah. Yeah, enjoy the karma, and uh, thanks for giving us uh, you know, an invitation into the BYU basketball home, per se, instead of making us peek through the windows. Yeah. And <laughs> well, you know, you know, hey, the bottom line is that uh, these are – these are student athletes. They're just kids. They're not professional players. They, they, you, I, I think there's sometimes a media, especially in the media we have with the jazz and as a professional, you, you don't treat these student athletes the same way as you treat those, um, you know, professional athletes. And I like, I, I, you know, I, I know that they're going through uh, a lot. This team has been through um, a lot of personal issues that the, our team has supported the guys through, and and hopefully that uh, you know fans will understand that and allow us to just. Kind of do the best we can. The difference between what uh, Rudy Gobert is eating and Connor Harding is yeah. eating is different, right? <laughs> and, what, and, what, and what they drive and what they wear. Yeah, and, just a know, little. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. I think they would have to answer harder questions. Yeah, sure. exactly. Sure. Well, we'll see you tomorrow night on the road show. All right. Thanks okay, a lot, guys. Thank you. Okay, coming up, just how big of a deal is former Cougars on three of the four remaining four NFL playoffs? And Jerem, our Studio B postmaster, put a stamp on it, and the mailman delivered on our and one picks. We recap next. This is BYU Sports Don't Nation. be annoyed by the timing of my wins versus yours. There are two undefeated teams in the West Coast Conference women's basketball standings, and they meet Thursday night on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. It's Gonzaga and BYU, and it's a big one. Watch it right here Thursday night. One game, one winner. I love it. I love the buildup. I saw Bumblebee over the weekend. How was it? I really liked it. Did you cry? No. 
Okay. No. Because I have a friend that is super emotional about weird things like that, about Transformers and Bumblebee and, yeah. Like cried in B- Bumblebee? Like, like saw the trailer and got emotional. <laughs> and no, that friend is not Jerem. Yeah, what? <laughs> that friend is not Jerem. Hey, this doesn't make any sense. That's right, Dave. Oh, don't cry for Bumblebee. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. If you missed it out the top of the show, BYU announces that the Cougars and Utes rivalry football game has been extended two more seasons through 2024. The 2023 game to be played on September 16th at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. The 2024 contest in Salt Lake City at Rice-Eccles Stadium on September 7th. Each of the six scheduled games in the series will be played in either August or September 4 of the 6th, the first game of the season. Yoli men's basketball beat Santa Clara 80-74 Saturday. Yoli Childs led all scores with 27 points. Yoli now second in the league behind Gonzaga. Two road games this week, and this just in on the women's side. Paisley Johnson is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after two 20-plus point performances in two victories. Yeah, she's gone 20-plus in three of her last four. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Cougars in the NFL had a weekend. For the New Orleans Saints, Taysom Hill had a tackle, two carries for eight yards, including a fourth down conversion on another fake punt in a 20-14 NFC Divisional playoff win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Kyle Benoit had four tackles and a pass deflection in a 41-28 New England Patriots win over the Chargers, while Michael Davis had five tackles for the L.A. Chargers of San Diego. And Daniel Sorensen, three tackles in a dominant 31-13 Kansas City Chiefs win over the Colts. They finally got it done in a home playoff scenario. Football Scoop reports Ryan Pugh will be hired as the offensive coordinator at Troy with Chip Lindsey, the new head coach. 2018 was Ryan Pugh's first and only season as the offensive line coach at BYU. So it uh, would seem that BYU needs to replace the offensive line coach. Yes. Congratulations to Ryan, by the way, on uh, the promotion and the opportunity to move closer to home. We will miss you. Selfishly, we're bugged, but we wish you the best. It's a demotion in school, (laughs) but it's a promotion in job. Oh, Jerem, congratulations on making a move. Where are those stamps? Let's play and one. Picks, predictions, and one. On BYU Sports Nation. Two picks. The first pick is worth two points. And if we get that one right, you can pick up the extra point with our second pick. Standings going into Saturday night. I had eight points. Jerem had four. Jerem, recap your two picks from BYU Santa Clara. A two-pointer. BYU by 17 minus. Trash! 17 or fewer. Uh, BYU won by six. I could have taken the line. It's still been good. It was 13 and a half. Oh, Jerem. My in one. Okay. And one. Both teams will shoot above 30% from three. Uh, yeah. Uh, BYU, 42%. Santa Clara, 45.8. Wow. Yeah, Santa Clara has some shooters. But I, I like I, I appreciated that pick because BYU has been inconsistent from the three-point line, even at home at times. Santa Clara has been typically pretty good. But, yeah, yeah. So credit there. No stamp needed for the second pick, just for the first one. 2019. Stamps, Amazon Prime. Come on. All right, my two I picks. I got three points, by the way, for the first time all year. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. My two-pointer. BYU, who has typically been very good at home on defense, and they were on Saturday night, just not good enough. I said they would hold Santa Clara to 68 points or less. They hit 68 with about two minutes to play. They finished with 74. They made 11 three-pointers. And one! TJ Haas will have a 3-to-1 assist to turnover ratio or better. Swish! 4-to-1 assist to turnover ratio, but it doesn't count. I don't get the point because I didn't get the two-pointer right. 
Updated standings. Jerem is within <laughs> one, my friends. Listen, it's the second quarter of this game. Yeah, it's way early. Yeah, everyone goes on a run. As you told me. It's professional and one picking. Everybody goes Is on it? a run. I don't know. Have you seen some of the picks? Technically, we are professionals in the craft, Jerem. Embrace it. The craft. Embrace it. <laughs> I work hard at my craft. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm excited. Two big games for BYU Hoops this week. At oh. Pepperdine, BYU's lost four or five there. It's been a tough p- place to play. They won last year. I... I, I can't believe this was last year, but I called the game with Blaine Fowler, and they finally found a way. It was close, though. And it was weird. Francisco, Overtime. who to me right now is the second-best team in the league, so that's certainly a challenge. But BYU is 7-0 there as a member of the league. This is a different Don team, though. It, Bill Cartwright ain't walking through that door, per se, but this might be the best team since Bill Cartwright. Okay, or Bill Russell, for that matter, the school of the Bills. Or Casey Jones. If I were to tell you that BYU would take a split right now, I didn't tell you who they beat. Yeah, I'll take it. Just that they would take a road split this weekend. Would you take it? Yeah. Okay. I think BYU should beat Pepperdine. Let's go. At San Francisco, that's more of a challenge. That had, it, I'd take that one. BYU <laughs> traditionally nice likes win. that gym. They've never lost to San Francisco on the hilltop since they joined yeah. the West Coast Conference. Let's go. That's a land of three-pointers for Nick Emery. He's been really good there. Our football bonus question of the day now on social media. When do you prefer the BYU-Utah game to be played? At TX Colonel answers on Twitter. I like the first game of the season, either basking it all season or give me a full season to get the taste out of my mouth. Yeah, you can recoup from that, right? Last game. No conference championship on the line, but I love the first game. I think that's great. If it can't be the last, I would prefer it be last. I would like to look forward to it. That was fun last season. It was great, except for the game. But uh, other than the game, the game placement, I thought was excellent. Mm -hmm. Coming up, Jimmer sets a Chinese Basketball Association all-star record. Dude can shoot it. And what is the bigger deal right now? Jimmer mania or Taysom mania? I think this is an easy answer. This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, oh, Taysom. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Right now with Kiki Solano is your place for Cougar Sports with a social media twist. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. Which Cougar in the National Football League is most likely to win a Super Bowl this year in Super Bowl 53 at True Brew Coog, says Kyle Van Noy. Does it again! Somehow the Patriots are quietly making their way to another championship game and no one is talking about Tom Brady. Oh, there oh, are a no, lot of people all, talking about Tom we're Brady. talking about it, yeah. They're all talking about Tom we're Brady. We're talking it up on the Barry Gibb Talk Show. Talk about politics in this crazy, crazy world. Okay, just straight up, I say Patriots Chiefs, even though it's in Arrowhead. Tom Brady is the it's, quarterback. It's hard to go against the it's Patriots. It's hard to it pick really against is. Tom Brady. Yet, Patrick Mahomes is having a season that is uh, almost unparalleled in NFL history. He has this wizardry capability to he's make short, no-look throws. He's a shortstop playing quarterback. And left-handed throws and the sidearm throw. It's unbelievable what he's doing. As the Chiefs quarterback. It's, a, it's what a shortstop does. He played baseball. Hey, Jason, remember when I invited you to come to Denver with me to watch the Chiefs and Broncos and that left-handed pass happened in front of my eyes and you said no? Just making sure Shep remembers that. I also said no. <laughs> you also said no. That's a complete no. miscalculation of what happened. <laughs> you have life. I get it. Join the conversation 24-7 Not on really. social media using the hashtag BYUSN. Let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. 
No deal. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Ben Bagley, we would love for you to join this exciting Monday version of BYU Sports Nation. You got it. Number one, big deal, no deal. Yoli Childs, three for five from three against Santa Clara. I think big deal. Uh, This was a closer game than we thought it would be, and Santa Clara covered uh, 32% from distance for Yoli. I go big deal. BYU needed those threes. And without Joshir Harnett, third leading scorer, where are those uh, 11 points coming from? Yeah, this is a big deal. And I know Yoli wants to show that he is capable of making shots like that at a 40% clip. He's going to need to do that consistently if he wants to play at a high level, at the highest level for sure. This is a big deal. Hopefully the trend continues. Number two. Big deal, no deal, being in second place in the WC standings right now. Now, normally I would say no deal, but in a season of some low, sure, take it, okay? Things could change quickly, but yes, there are two teams with three league wins, Gonzaga and BYU. If BYU can split the next four, I think they're in business of being in the hunt for the top three. Yes, this is a big deal. Like you said, BYU's gone through the ringer, man. Sanctions, hard net, like out now, like what? Non-con. Yes. Sure, yeah. Injuries, constant shuffling of the roster, been on the road forever. Well, after what they've gone through coming home to be in second place alone right now, I get BYU beats Pepperdine and they're four and one going into San Francisco. Bravo. Yeah, BYU hasn't played, you know, kind of the upper crust quite yet. They'll get to that with San Francisco and then St. Mary's and Gonzaga. I guess, yeah, St. Mary's BYU has played, but I mean, like, all made the rounds quite yet. By the way, it's at Pepperdine, it's at St. Uh, at San Francisco. Then it's St. Mary's at home on a Thursday, one game that week, and then one game the next week, Gonzaga on a Thursday. So the next four are big time. I cannot wait for St. Mary's to make the return trip to play BYU in Provo. We cannot always love, we always wait. love that game because we can't stand those oh fools. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is, it's a big deal. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU being represented on three of the four remaining NFL playoff teams. I think it's a big deal. It's more of a cool deal uh, so that we can watch every game and have some level of extra interest outside of just being a fan of the NFL. I think it's awesome. And that means that uh, we're guaranteed to have at least one Cougar in the Super Bowl. Which is great. And we could legitimately have a Super Bowl matchup where there is a BYU football alumnus on both sides. Yeah. Chiefs Saints could happen. Mm-hmm. It'd be amazing. Patriots Saints could happen. Yes. I mean, there are, there are so more scenarios need, than not. You need the, the, you need the uh, I guess, the Saints, the Saints to, win, to right? win. To have a matchup of two. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big deal. If you say it's no deal, are you even a BYU fan? Come on. Do you even like Los Cougars? Are they yeah. BYU? Seriously. Let's go. This adds added intrigue to... An already crazy popular sport. Football oh, yeah. is king. I am so excited for this weekend. Like I, I watch every snap of all these playoff games. Love. What's it. fun is the nation has now gravitated toward a guy like Taysom Hill. Well, it's just so unique. Yes, it's so unique. A lot yeah. of fun throwing throwing lasers yesterday to Alvin Kamara. It's too bad that there was a holding on that yeah. play. Although I'm not, I'm not sure Taysom gets the ball off in the same way if there's not a hold. So yeah. Number four. Speaking of Taysom. Big deal or bigger deal? Taysom Hill mania in New Orleans or Jimmer mania in China right now? I think Jimmer mania is bigger. Uh, Jim, the the in, let's say Jimmer scores, you know, forty. A third or, of the world's population is in China. Something. Yeah, I, I think it's Jimmer mania. Although Taysom mania, every time he comes on the field, Taysom Hill in the game, like he is identified like nobody else when he enters uh, formation. Let alone if he even touches the ball. Yeah, just in terms of. The amount of people it impacts, because Jimmer is playing in China and there are over 2 billion people in China, I That's think. A lot. That's just it. <laughs> it. 
then yes, it that has a bigger impact per se. But we're in America. We're in North America where football is king. And so in the American media, Taysom Hill is clearly a bigger deal right now because... Such a novelty. Yes, this, so is, this is the equivalent of Jimmer Fredette playing in the Eastern Conference Finals for an NBA team. And, but coming in and then posting up and having like a left-handed jump hook. Yeah, doing weird things, right? For, yeah, it, I've said it a bunch of times, but when a quarterback does non-quarterback things, people get really excited. It's just a thing we do. Oh, he's like a normal football player. Wow. I but don't Taysom feel is, intimidated. You shouldn't. Right. Taysom is no ordinary football player. Like they said yesterday, he's the size of a linebacker but runs a 4-4. Like, we've never seen a guy like that. Like, has there been a player like Taysom in the NFL, period? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, in 1970 for the, uh, you know, Chiefs or whatever, there was a I – don't, I don't know. Like, he's pretty stinking unique. Yeah. Number five. This is a bonus one because it caught my attention moments ago. Big deal, no deal. The United States Pizza Team Acrobatic Trials. It's going on right now on ESPN3. There's a pizza team? It's good there to is know a our pizza team. Who knew? Lying, you do now. In. <laughs> you don't miss anything, Ben. You miss nothing. Outstanding. So uh, is that a big deal or no deal? The fact that, that there's no, a pizza that, team. That is no deal. What? No. There's no there deal. Is a, the fact that there is a pizza team and it is associated with the amazing United States, yeah, this is a big deal. Not I mean, just a pizza team, an acrobatic pizza team. So exactly. Is, so is Italy the best country at this or what? <laughs> Further research is needed for that. Are we number two? What are we ranked? What, what are, are we the ranked? rankings? What's the NET Wait, yeah. of the pizza team acrobatic rankings? What was our non-conference schedule? I can't. <laughs> did we load up or not? Like, can I get green way. peppers on that? Day, yeah, yeah. Is it is it pepperoni? Like, what pizza is it? Sweet pizza? Is it supreme? Is it Hawaiian? What Do is these it? people like pineapple on have, pizza? So have, many questions. I have so many questions about so that many. that don't matter. So Coming many. up, sports stuff. All the details about Jimmer Fredette's performance in the CBA All Star Game. He's a good shooter from the three point line, Jeremy. Don't know if you knew that. Breaking. Yeah, that's right there. With uh, Ziggy Ansah didn't know how to put on his pads when he came Breaking. to BYU. And Taysom Hill runs a four four forty. Did you know that? Did Did you know Ziggy Ansah did? Tanner Mangum was near perfect in his performance at the Spiral Tropical Bowl. Details in the whip next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation and a shout out to today's guest, BYU basketball head coach, Dave Rose. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast, go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes whenever you want. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. The producers didn't choose to have you on. We had time for him on Friday. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU and Utah football announced an extension to the series through 2024. The two will meet in Provo on September 16th, 2023, and in Salt Lake City on September 7th, 2024. Football Scoop reporting BYU offensive line coach Ryan Pugh will be hired as the offensive coordinator at Troy University by head coach Chip Lindsey. 2018 technically would then be Ryan Pugh's first and last season as a coach at Brigham Young University. Tavita Moonga announces his plans to transfer via Twitter. The defensive lineman had 26 tackles and one tackle for loss in three seasons at Brigham. Tanner Mangum Mangum was 11 for 12 for 68 yards for the American team in his 24-16 win over the national team at the Spiral Tropical Bowl. 
Men's basketball. So BYU Cougar quarterbacks have completed, what, 31 in the last 32 or something? Pretty good. Uh, the Cougars beat Santa Clara 80-74 Saturday. Yoli Childs led all scores with 27 points, 6 rebounds. TJ Haas, 16 points, 8 assists, and 1 turnover. Cougars in the NFL. Had a weekend for the Saints. Taysom Hill with a tackle, two carries for eight yards, including a fourth down conversion on the fake punt. The 20-14 playoff win over the Eagles. Kyle Benoit had four tackles, a pass deflection, and a 13-point Patriots win over the Chargers. While Michael Davis for L.A. had five tackles with the Bolts. And Daniel Sorensen had three tackles and a 31-13 Chiefs win over the Colts to advance. Three former Cougars inked reserve slash future deals with NFL teams. Harvey Longy with the Jets, DeAndre Wesley with the Colts, and Riker Matthews with the Patriots. Volleyball. Fifth-ranked BYU men's volleyball swept 14th-ranked Ball State on Saturday. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had a season-high 16 kills, two aces, three digs, and three blocks. Women's basketball. For the second time in eight seasons, the women's team won at St. Mary's 74-73. Paisley Johnson, career-high 25. She's the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Jimmer. Scored 39 points with a record 11 made three-pointers in the Chinese Basketball Association All-Star Game. Gymnastics. Jim Cats lost Utah, but recorded a the highest score in a season opener in program history. One ninety six four seven five. Awesome. Track and field. Brenna Porter broke a thirty two year old school record in the five hundred meters on Saturday at the BYU Indoor Invite. Nice. Breaking the previous record set in nineteen eighty seven. Hockey. Last but not least, BYU hockey beats Utah State two one, avenging the football loss. This is the third time the Cougars have beaten the Aggies this season. Very nice. Today's rise and shout. Goes to the Cougars of BYU men's tennis who beat Utah in a sweep 4-0 for the first time in a very long time. I'm not sure, but I think BYU Athletics uh, had uh, almost every competition won, minus gymnastics, maybe a little bit of tennis individually, but I think uh, there was a lot of winning over the weekend. Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Which Cougar in the NFL is going to win a Super Bowl? At Old School BYU says, um, annually, other than that, I don't care. I don't understand that. Neither do I. Why is that the elite one? <laughs> what, did I, what did I miss there? We're Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Lee Johnson. Hey, Lee. Go Cougs.